Welcome to the Next Generation Podcast, where we help business owners connect to their profits and earn their freedom. Join us as we discuss ways you can grow your small business, build your wealth, and help others along the way. Here's your host, Dan Cotton. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Next Generation People and Profits podcast. Uh, very excited to be sitting down today with uh, one of our staff members, Sarah, who manages social media for us with NextGen. And uh, she is just a wealth of knowledge. In fact, the first time I met her was at a conference uh, where met her as a staff member and we were in a meeting and the amount of knowledge she had was just kind of mind blowing to me. I was like, man, this girl knows her stuff. So um, I was just really, really impressed with everything she knew about social media. And as much as I dabble in it as a business owner, I can't say I am remotely an expert. Um, I know just enough to get myself into trouble with my staff members who manage it for me and for them to be like, why did you do that? So uh, I am going to pass it off to Sarah and let her introduce herself and tell you guys a little bit about who she is and what she does. Uh, so without further ado, Sarah, go ahead and take over. Aw, thank you so much, Dan. I'm so excited you invited me on here. I listen to the podcast every week, and uh, as soon as you asked me, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. So thank you. Um, Like Dan had said, I am a social media manager with Next Generation Gym Owners. Uh, I also run a few Facebook pages, well, not even just Facebook, just general social media and marketing in general for our Premier Academy cheerleading and tumbling locations up here in Alberta, Canada. Um, I started doing that about five years ago now and uh, just have been taking it all in and learning day by day as I have been taking on these roles and taking on more and more. And I'm so humbled to be considered an expert in the field. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So one of the things that I... I mean, I mentioned I was impressed when we first met and you were talking about social media and stuff and uh, everything that goes into it. Um, How is it? How did you build the knowledge that you have in social media? Like where where did you start to actually know what you were talking about beyond I know how to make a post and I know how to boost a post? Absolutely. That's a really, really good question. So not going to lie, when I first took it on, I didn't really take it that seriously. I kind of just was like, hey, I guess guess I'll post something up once a day or whenever I can get to it. But it's it's really interesting how uh, platforms have evolved over time. Uh, And uh, with the education piece that you asked, it's actually quite funny. There is no um you know university or college course on social media marketing it's just the things that you can find online so a lot of the things that i had done was like the free webinars you had uh, you could take uh, there was also a social media conference that i had attended up here in uh, alberta i think it was 3 years ago now and when i had attended that conference is kind of when i opened my eyes and realized really how big social media is and all of the components that go into it uh, and especially the algorithm based stuff that it's quite interesting I mean when I first started I never really knew that 
you know, there was a specific, you know, timeline to when you should be posting things and you should be watching your insights and you should really be, uh, you know, watching those numbers all the time to see what worked and what didn't. So for me, my education has just been anything and everything that I have come across online. Um, of course, speaking to other people in the field. And also, too, I really like to keep up on all of the updates that come out as well. So I'm a part of a few uh, social media marketing groups on Facebook. So I kind of get some of the insider scoops from the big heads there. But honestly, my knowledge uh, and wealth with the topic has just been over time learning things. And by no means is it something that you can, you know, learn all everything about it in one day. It's definitely a little bit of a time consuming piece when it comes behind it. So, yeah. Awesome. So one of the things you were talking about is is those updates, right? How things are are constantly changing. And I know for me, it can oftentimes feel like, okay, what am I actually supposed to do? Because I can remember all the way back to when, you know, you had to take photos in square mode for Instagram, but then a different mode for Facebook. And then it was all about, you know, post exactly between one and three. And if you don't post between one and three, you're going to get no engagement. And then there was uh, that period of time where, you know, it was all about all about likes. So you would hire companies who would just farm it out to like farms and you would get all these completely useless uh, likes and follows on your page. But that was like the status symbol. You know, I've got 10 K followers, I've got 20 K followers. And, uh, you know, it was, it was all about that. So what are some of the coming trends or changes? If you know that business owners, uh, should be keeping an eye out for, and maybe even getting ahead of the curve on so they can be ready to really crush it going into 2022. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to touch on a couple things that you just said there. So number one, what you had said about, you know, in the past, if you didn't post between like 1 or 2pm, your stuff wouldn't be seen. Um, all of our platforms, especially Facebook and Instagram, so the two major ones, have actually moved away from a... Um, was a chronological feed. They are providing options for users to be able to see chronological feeds, but just because you're posting something at one o'clock on a Monday, absolutely does not guarantee that it's going to be uh, shown in somebody's homepage. Kind of how the algorithm works now with that is number one, you still should be going on your insights and uh, scrolling down to the bottom. And there's actually an option where you can see when your page followers are online. So you'll be able to see, hey, actually, it looks like most of our followers were on at 8am. And then maybe they were on, let's say 10pm, because that's usually the two bigger times, right? First thing in the morning, and then before they go to bed. Um, so posting during those, during those times is really important, but it's also about, um, you know, people engaging with your profile. The more users are engaging with your profile and not only liking things, but they're sharing things, they're saving, they're commenting. The more you're pleasing the algorithm, the more that your stuff is going to show up on people's homepages. So uh, it absolutely is about the time uh, and the kind of engagement you get behind it. But there's so many different pieces um, that get incorporated with these things. So that was number one. And then number two, oh, there was something really good that you had said. What was it? What was I going to say? Oh, about the trends. Okay. So uh, as we are kind of all aware, um, videos are the number one performing, um, you know, aspects on social media currently. And actually one of the new updates that I was reading this morning was saying that 
the app TikTok is going to be the number one platform moving forward in the year 2022. So a lot of us now are going to be trying to think about ways that we can engage in different videos online because those are going to be your top performers. So the nice thing about TikTok is too that, um, you know, it's a really big wide open platform. And as you create videos on TikTok, you can actually cross post them and use them for Instagram reels and IGTVs as well. But I would say the number one tip and the number one update moving into 2022 would be number one, if your business doesn't have a TikTok, it's time to start thinking about it. And uh, number two would be videos. We have to start taking more videos of things that are going on within our businesses. We have to be putting those creative pieces behind those videos. So it's not, you know, just a random video. People are going to feel, um, you know, they're going to be able to relate to those videos. So if it's different things, maybe in our cheerleading gyms, you know, maybe we're showing and we're creating a video of a stunt group who is really struggling to hit this certain skill. Um, and maybe you take videos of them as they are working through it together. And then the end result of that video would be them hitting the stunt. That would be a video that in my personal opinion would blow up on the internet because there's tons of athletes, coaches who can relate to things like that. So videos, relatable videos, and uh, making sure that we are looking at our insights for times and whatnot too, but also not getting too caught up in that because like I had said, um, things aren't necessarily chronological when it comes to that. So yeah. Okay. So you're breaking my heart just a little bit because I am the old curmudgeon that hates TikTok. Uh, I think it's just stupid. Now that said, I can't see any value to my business posting videos of my staff doing a little dance to some some song that, generally speaking, has very inappropriate words. Uh, so I don't need, uh, you know, my staff doing um, WAP, you know, and dancing <laughs> yes, to no. that, right? No, um, no, no. So... <laughs> So I, I know you, you kind of mentioned maybe like a stunt group, um, yes. some skill based things, but is there any advice you would have for if I'm if I'm going to start a TikTok, which I don't have one for my gym and I've talked to uh, I talked to Jason Larkins and he was talking about social media and he was talking about how they actually have uh, kids run their TikTok. They'll like have them log in that night when they're at the gym and, and do video. I, I have some awesome kids that I trust to post some things, but I don't want my business vibe to be a, a kid's TikTok vibe, if that makes sense. Or I, I feel like that's not not the right approach for me personally. I'm not saying what they do right. is wrong, um, but I want to have a little more brand control on it. So what would you suggest for old people like me who haven't gotten into the TikTok game and hate it, uh, how do I start my gym's TikTok and make it be effective? Absolutely. So uh, the one thing you had said about having athletes go on and create videos, I think that's okay in a sense, but I personally would not encourage it. So uh, something that I have within all the brands that um, I create content for it is I have really big control issues on what's being posted because it needs to be appropriate. Number one, it needs to be reaching the correct audiences. Number two, and also I have control of every single incoming message, 
or like or comment that comes with these things. You know, Dan, uh, as a police officer, I'm sure you're aware of the dangers of social media. So, yes. Very, very much so. Very much so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So within that, I think, number one, I would not let athletes have access to these things. They can absolutely be followers, but I wouldn't let them have access to, um, you know, maybe your login information within the app because, you know, that's not something I would do. I would have a staff member or even yourself, somebody who, you know, you can trust within it. Um, and then I would also suggest for those of you who don't really know how to create videos and stuff on TikTok, there are tons of amazing apps out there that you can use. One that I personally use all the time is an app called Slideshow. Um, I think it might have like a $2 cost to it per month or something, but it's absolutely worth it because all you do is you go in, you select the content that you're going to do. You can put a theme behind it so it will make cool transitions for you. And they also have music there for you to choose as well. And uh, noted that it's music that is, uh, I don't know the correct terminology. Royalty free. Yes, royalty free. There we go. So that you can post it on all your platforms and you don't get that copyright symbol. Um, so that's something that maybe I would suggest to people who are new to TikTok. You can also create videos like that and maybe put the music behind it uh, once you upload it into TikTok also. Um, but one of the things that I have learned with having these different platforms for these gyms and businesses is that um, it you don't necessarily have to follow the trends, right? Like we don't want to see... I don't know if you want to see Danielle and Rihanna doing like a TikTok dance and we can post it on the next gen TikTok or, you know, you don't really want to see your staff busting it down and posting it on TikTok with like, you know, your logo behind them. So doing things that are relatable within the cheer industry or maybe within your business, like uh, people love to watch tumbling. My tumbling videos and reels one time I had reached over 500,000 people within a week just because it was a cool video with you know kids doing these flips and there were stunts and there was cool music behind it and you know people watch it and they were interested in it because it's cool um so you don't necessarily have to follow all the trends um you know it is nice to jump in on them sometimes i remember a couple years ago there was this online trend you know where someone would shout andy's coming and then like everybody would hit the floor like cute little things like that that are harmless absolutely you can jump on but right yeah so i wouldn't let athletes you know, create your content or maybe you, they can create their content and maybe they can just send it to you. And then if it's good and you think it's appropriate, you can also upload it for them. But I wouldn't be handing over login information to them. Right. Yeah. I think there's ways to do that. And I know you guys uh, at your facility, you have your CIT program, your coach and training program, yes. and you do a lot of things within that program that are really helping build life skills beyond just cheerleading for your kids. So I could see how you could, if you really structured it right and you trained them on this is how you create content this is how we do things within this gym you train them on brand identity you train them on doing those things that actually is giving them a valuable skill set maybe later in life but to just say hey you're at the gym first today and you make some cute videos so here you go here's the ipad film away um i think would uh potentially not hit the market the way or hit the hit the social media platforms the way you're necessarily wanting to. Um, because at, I, I think the dichotomy of cheerleading, which is always a struggle I have on social media, is on one hand, I'm trying to appeal to kids. And then on the other hand, I'm trying to appeal to their parents. And yes. they have 
uh, different tastes, right? I see what Absolutely. my daughter's watching on YouTube and I literally, she hates it because every time I walk past her, I'm like, what garbage are you watching right now? <laughs> it's because true. it's these horrible, just like horrible acting videos. Now they're not in- inappropriate. They're just dumb. Uh, yes. And I would never watch it, but she'll watch it for three hours straight. So, you know, striking that balance between appealing to kids, but also appealing to parents is right. always a, a really interesting challenge with social media and and brand identity on social. Absolutely. You know, one thing I was just thinking when you were saying that was, um, you know, every time you're posting on social media, you're going to want to make sure that your authenticity is behind it as well. So a lot of things that I try to incorporate into my content are our core values in the gym. So uh, a lot of the videos that I'm posting, there's, you know, there's lots of stupid, silly things that you can post about, but posting those real time connections like friendships um, and just the general hard work behind our sport, right? Kids seeing other kids, you know, conditioning really hard and making, you know, making strides big enough so that they're able to get their maybe their round off handspring full or something like that. So seeing those dreams and those goals become a reality and showing the work behind it. That's one thing that I think would always perform online and that not only kids, but parents will appreciate as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and I, I like the idea of showing an athlete achieve a round of handspring full, but like if you can actually have the forethought to film that athlete throughout their progression, right? Like them, not landing it, not landing it. Kind of like you mentioned with the stunt group, like struggling, like show that, that struggle and that effort to get there and then show the executed skill. And I think that we, I know I default to it, right? We're a very all-star, very skill-based program. Um, And so a lot of times I'll be like, I'm not posting that. It's not good. Uh, Or uh, I know early on, I was really focused on posting a lot of like elite tumbling skills, kick doubles, you know, really amazing stuff. Well, only a small subset of people can identify with that, right? Like Absolutely. that's like me watching LeBron James play basketball. I'm like, that's cool, but I'm not LeBron James, not even close. I, I am lucky if I hit the backboard sometimes. So right. I don't identify with that. Whereas showing some of the more beginner skills is something Absolutely. that people are going to gravitate towards. Absolutely. That's one thing too. A thing that we do in our gym, of course, the, as you said, elite teams generally get highlighted more. Something I like to focus on is our prep kids, our recreational kids. We post so many videos and photos of these kids because like you had said, people are going to resonate with kids like them and parents will say, oh, cool. You know, this seven-year-old is in tumbling and they're working on their forwards role my child is seven and I know that they're probably around that level and look, they're having so much fun. So maybe I should enroll them into this programming. So it's important. It's such a a balance that you have to find of, you know, posting that content that is like, wow, crazy. That's a cool stunt or that's a cool flip, but also showing, you know, the younger kids behind it and the kids who maybe aren't at that level yet. Um, One thing that we had did um, for our 10 year members, I think it was last year, I had asked the members to send me, every photo and every video that they could find of themselves over the last, you know, 10 years. And it was amazing to put together these videos and show these just young little kids working on like 
forwards rolls and back walkovers and stuff. And then as I would put together this montage and watching them throughout the years, you've seen this huge skill progression and you've seen these kids growing up within our program. And, you know, it was so great to highlight these kids because they deserved the recognition behind all of their successes. And it was so nice for people to see that, like, look at where she started and now look at where she is now. So doing things like that too, like I reach out to members um, and coaches and staff, even parents consistently asking, hey, what, would you be all right if I, you know, if you were to share a couple videos of Susie over the years and I were to put something together on social media to really highlight her and how far she's come because we're so proud of her parents love that. Now, oh, with yeah. that being said, you're going to have parents that are going to say, no, I'm not okay with that. And you're like, okay, that's fine. You just move on. But nine times out of 10, they're absolutely down to send you that content and that stuff. Or 10 works. times out of 10. I've literally yes. never had anyone <laughs> say no to, hey, I want to highlight your kid and show how amazing they yes. are. Right? Like I, yes. This is an industry where parents will fly their kids to other states, pay for it so they can model for a company in their uniforms and not get paid for it and get a free backpack and be like, it was worth it. Like they're happy to have their kids Uh, in my experience. I mean, yeah, it's always good. And I agree. It's always good to ask permission before you do things like that. But man, that if you find a no, that's like a that's an amazing moment there because most of the time parents are like <laughs> yes my kid's awesome i want you to to highlight them um Absolutely. so and you know oh go ahead. sorry dad one go more ahead. quick thing to say there's even simpler things that you can do to highlight kids in your gym as well something that we do consistently is our meet the team monday series uh, so we had athletes and if you're a part of connect three i had added this in i think it was a couple months ago now in the november issue um but really quick easy things where you're just highlighting kids in your program right that's going to get shared by mom grandma's going to comment on it and she's going to save it and share it to auntie that has already built your reach and your insight like three, four times over. And it's just from highlighting regular kids in your program. So you mentioned something that I would be remiss if I didn't mention. You mentioned Connect 3. And not everyone listening knows what Connect 3 is. So uh, that is a product through NextGen. And I think it's an, an awesome opportunity to talk about what that product is and what kind of value it adds as a business owner. And I will tell you, I use Connect3. Like as an owner of NextGen, I use Connect3 in my business because it just makes my life so easy. Um, and when I say I do, I mean my staff member who I've delegated it to, but <laughs> my program uses it. Um, so tell us a little bit about what Connect3 is and why something like that, why a product like that can build value for your business. Absolutely. I'm excited you asked, Dan, because Connect3 is my baby. I love Connect3 so much. It's it's, uh, one of my most favorite parts of being a part of NextGen is creating this service. So uh, let me start by explaining what it is. So Connect3 is a monthly subscription service where each month you'll be provided 30 uh, or more. Sometimes I like to add a couple bonus ones in there. More times than none, I like to add a couple bonus ones in there. Uh, But you get at least 30 done for you. Uh, social media graphics for like quote photos you get advertisements there's Facebook ads on there Um, every month I try to incorporate something Instagram as well and then I also add a marketing tool for you to use so not necessarily on social media but maybe I provided you with a template Um, you know a couple months ago I did a buddy pass where you can hand them out to your gyms or you know just like a postcard with 
information on your programming and stuff. So what Connect3 is, is it takes away the headache of having to sit down and, you know, create those graphics from scratch and wondering if they're going to work or if they're not, because I'm putting the research behind it and I'm seeing what is going to work online for you. And all you have to do is click on the template, slap your logo in there, maybe change an image to an athlete that's in your gym or a team in your gym. Um, a lot of times there is stock images in there already for you if you don't have those photos on hand. Um, but it is an amazing service. Um, I was so excited to take it over in April of 2021. And um, our new latest issue that was just released on Christmas Day, our January issue, I completely revamped the service. Uh, and kind of give it some really cool updates and insights. And I'm also adding pro tips on there for social media. So there are tons of people who use it. And I love scrolling through Facebook and coming across a gym uh, or a business. And I'm like, hey, that's my template. That's awesome. And it performs really well. And Dan, I'm glad to see that you are using it because I was going to bother you about that a few months ago. <laughs> no, we we definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely are using it. Um, yes. That's now that I have Emily, who I've delegated all this stuff to, and she's she's very good at it. And she she likes to do some of it on her own too. She is also yes. very creative and has a lot of a uh, lot of skill sets there. So Absolutely. I like to give her some freedom, but also some uh, some options, uh, some intelligent options that they can use to make their life a little bit easier. So I love it. I think Absolutely. it's awesome. And actually, before I had Emily, I had researched. Not that I was not a part of Next Gen uh, at the time, but I had research what it would cost to pay for something like that and way way before next gen i remember i paid for a social marketing an, a marketing campaign it was on instagram and it was three three graphics three instagram ads essentially this was before facebook and instagram were integrated uh that were like guaranteed to perform and they did okay um and i think we paid 500 dollars for the three and this was back in probably like 2015, so a while yeah. ago. Um, and even in researching this, to get like 30 done-for-you graphics, I have a, another guest I'm going to be bringing on, someone I work with who runs a uh, really awesome uh, clothing company called Ford & Wyatt, and he's also a police officer. Him and his wife run this uh, other business. And he pays like thousands on thousands of dollars a month to have someone manage their social media stuff and, and, do, and do essentially what connect three does. Um, I mean, typically you would be paying quite a bit of money for a service like that. Correct. Absolutely. Oh yes. Oh yes. I had just seen, uh, I had come across something and it was somebody was selling, I think it was 10 or 15 Instagram graphics done for you. And it was $750. And I was like, Holy smokes. Like it, you know, you can pay if you feel like you don't have the time, like you can do that. But you know what? You do have the time. And with Connect3, it's already done for you and it's not $700. So there's, there's that upside to it. Pretty sure it's less than $100 It is. I don't actually, how much is it, Dan? Do you know? I think it's less than $100. It, I'm, I'm nearly positive it's less than $100. I'd actually have to go on <laughs> yes. the website and check because yes. I don't uh, generally manage the sale of that, but I, I'm... Right pretty positive it's less than a hundred dollars a month uh yes. and the amount of value you get i mean literally if you get an yeah. ad that converts two people to come in and do a trial in your gym or join your program it's paid for itself so Absolutely. it's it's kind of a no-brainer uh for us especially because it's done and the yes. thing i like about it being done and the way it's done is 
uh, for people that don't understand, it's done in a manner that I can then tweak it, right? So when you, when you get the done for you campaigns, it's like, here's the image. That's yes. what you get. It's not really editable. And we, you get it in a format where you can go into Canva and you can add your logo and add, change it to be your colors if you want to, right? It, it may be green and black or red and blue or whatever, uh, but you can just go in and tweak a couple things and now it's your colors. So I just Absolutely. think that's really valuable. And, and the one thing uh, also with that is that like they are tried and true, they're tested. Um, and right. they're proven to have worked for, you know, not just myself, but other people too, that I'm connecting with, um, you know, cause sometimes you can slap an ad up on Facebook and it, it doesn't mean you're going to get any link clicks, but with these ones, uh, they've been carefully, you know, tried and tested and, you know, put in the subscription service because they have been proven to work. Um, and also building off of what you said about tweaking the graphics and stuff, one thing that you can do with that, uh, with our graphics is you can't, you can use one graphic once, but you can tweak it just a little bit, create a segment on it and you can, you know, use that graphic and post it four times. For instance, if there was, you know, I had did a, a graphic for team highlight Tuesday where it was all done for you. All you needed to do was put your logo in there and change the color and put a little video of a team in your gym working. Great. We use that's that one, one post. We use yes, that one. I know. But then you know what? You can take a video of a different team and then have it posted the next week after. Yep. Right. So there's so it's not just 30. You can sit there and you can build and you can build off of all of these things um, and they'll work and people will like them. And you're learning as you do it, too. Right. Like, yes, you're now building that skill set to, OK, I want to make my own graphic. I, I have this cool idea or I saw something that I was inspired by. So I want to build it. Well, now you have kind of a a foundational knowledge of how do you build your own um, absolutely to build from. So you mentioned something that I think is, I know is something you're a little bit passionate about in terms of people not understanding. You talked about an ad segment and an ad. Yeah. And uh, we talk to people all the time who are like, oh yeah, I run ads and they boost their posts. What is the difference on Facebook and, and Facebook, Instagram, because they're pretty much linked uh, between a, boosted post and an ad? Absolutely. That's a great question. And it's actually one of the most frequently commonly asked questions. Um, so boosted posts means that, for instance, you posted a photo and you put some caption with it. You have the option to boost the post and put money behind it so that it is now a sponsored post. It will show up on people's home pages. With that being said, um, if you only boost a post and you don't go through the business suite or the ad manager side of things, you don't have as much control to who it's being shown to. For instance, if I were to boost a post, nine times out of 10, it's going to be showed um, to our current followers, maybe not people who are outside of our following that we're trying to reach. So boosted posts are good for things like events that you have in the gym and so on and so forth. But if you're trying to you know, like, you know, spread your wings a little bit and trying to grab from that audience that's not currently within your business. Doing a, a post on ads manager or business suite will give you so many different options. Like it is literally ridiculous the amount uh, of things that you can, you know, determine what your audience would want to be. I could go in and I could say, I'm going to do uh, Red Deer, Alberta and 10 miles around that. I only want to show it to women who are 21 to 38. I'm only going to show it to the women who are or who have shown or showed interest that they are maybe a parent of a three to five year old. 
you know, you can get so crazy into it. You can get into like what their job is, if they're recently engaged or if they're married, like you can get so into targeting your audience that it can be so specific that it's crazy. Um, And you can also too do something called retargeting where maybe you have your pixel set up to your Facebook that's connected to your website. And you can maybe take people who have visited your website in the past, but haven't purchased anything and put their names into an ad. So it's only shown to those people. So boosted posts are good. um, But if you want results and you want to do real specific targeting, do, ads manager create posts through that um and one thing too i want to note with connect three is that not only do i have the graphics there done up for you i also have the captions done for you too so all you need to do is just change your information within that change your uh, landing page link to your website uh, and that's already done for you too so i barely ever boost posts anymore like i said they're good for a few things here and there Um, But generally, when I am posting and creating ads, it's always through Ads Manager. Uh, One thing, too, with boosted posts to note, too, is that, um, you know, boosted posts are good because they show it to your viewers. Um, It is important to note that when you have maybe a video or a picture that performed really, really well organically online, Mm -hmm. um, like I know, for instance, for us at Premiere, when we had first opened and restrictions were lifted for us up here, we did this really big video montage of like kids in the gym and they were so happy and there was stunting and tumbling and friends. And I had a scene that it had performed like so well organically. I had put a little bit of money behind it. So I had boosted it. I think it was... $15. And I had a 65 link clicks in the first 24 hours, just because it was a cool video that was maybe shown to people a little bit outside. So your Facebook ads don't just have to be like, Hey, come join in on classes. They can also be real authentic things that are going on in your gym that will grab people's attention also. Yeah. I think that's something people miss out on is that there's value in just promoting who you are without any end hook, without any end sale, you know, yeah, they can click a link and go to your website. But other than that, it's not, you know, buy now, purchase now, because they're bombarded with that. But just absolutely great content that you push out outside your little circle is so valuable. Um, One of the other things I love to do in ads is I really like to kind of keep my ear to the ground on things that are going on and then market like push an ad for a very specific time in a very specific location. Like let's say there's um, a Girl Scouts convention uh, going on. I want to drop an ad on that convention, right? Because people are going to be playing around on their phones. And I know there's a high volume of people kind of in that area, as well as doing the same targeting you've done. I'll do it on like for tumbling classes. I'll do it on local high school cheerleading competitions. If I know they're going on for a couple for a weekend, I'll put ads in that area specifically. And I think people don't realize that you can you can drill down to, you know, one square mile on Facebook and and really target a very niche area uh, to have your ad pop up into people's faces. And so. Uh, I've definitely used that to my advantage and we get a lot of link clicks because it's it's like going and fishing in a pond that you know is stocked, right? Yes. I'm not just throwing a fishing pole out in the middle of the ocean and like, here we go, I'm going to catch some fish. I'm like, they're all tightly in this area. So I know there's people interested in the service I provide right here, right now. I'm going to get some clicks and I always, always do. 
Absolutely. We did that a couple of years ago. Um, there was a trade show and it was just called the Children's Festival and it was just tons of businesses and, you know, dance studios and different things that had come together to kind of provide this little mini fair trade show for parents uh, for different programs and things that go on in our city. And we did that exact thing. We went and we targeted all of our ads for Westerner Park, which is our, um, you know, big event center here. And we had a booth there and we were talking about stuff, but we targeted the audience and targeted the location to specific where we were. And it was just absolutely incredible. The amount of link clicks that we received too. And not just link clicks, but sales people were signing up just because they had walked by and seen our booth and seen information. And then, you know, was out in their car getting ready to leave and a, an ad for premier Academy came up and they're like, Oh, cool. Let's, yep. let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, We've talked a lot about the the current stuff going on. We talked a little bit about TikTok um, and we talked video and reels and all that. So for video, most of us have phones, right? Is that the caliber of video that we're talking? Do we need to get a nice camera? Do we need to spend thousands of dollars on that stuff or is, is iPhone quality good enough? In my personal opinion, iPhone quality is more than enough. Um, if you are going to be creating, you know, maybe uh, promotional videos, maybe it would be good to get a, a camera and take some video there. But like 99% of all of the content that we have within our businesses is just taken from a phone. It's taken from a phone. There's so many different features and things that you can utilize in your phone um, that will make the content good, but you also kind of need to be aware of um, how you're gathering the content. Like, are you taking a video of a stunt that is, you know, way across the gym and standing like 20 feet mm -hmm. away? That's probably not going to perform very well. Um, so, you know, use your environment to your advantage within those things as well. But yes, in my personal opinion, phones are more than fine. Um, and another thing to note too, is that, you know, social media, it it can be a one-person job, but it works much better when you have a team uh, behind it. For instance, um, I am only in the gym one evening a week. So I take content and whatnot when I'm in there, but you know, the other six days of the week, I have ta or staff members who are tasked to you know, take a couple pictures or videos for me. We all have a shared folder within our iPhones that we're all connected with, and they'll just upload those at the end of the night for me and I'm able to, you know, use content from all throughout the week as well. So if you don't already do that with your staff members, if maybe you don't have an iPhone group, maybe you have a, a group on Facebook that you're a part of, start doing it. And I actually included the social media uh, content gathering chart in January's edition of Connect3, wow. which will kind of kickstart. Yes, it will kickstart and give your staff a little bit of insight on when and how uh, they should be. I'm going to check that one out. I haven't seen it. Um, yes. Yeah. And that's so one shared photo albums. I love them. I've been using them for years, um, especially because with longer videos, like I, I started using it for all star stuff, right? A routine's two minutes and 30 seconds. Well, the iPhone compresses that significantly if I send it in a text. So, mm -hmm. and I wanted to share it with friends from throughout the industry. So I started creating shared photo albums where I would add people to it or share it with my staff without having to text it. So we have a bunch of shared photo albums, love them. Um, another thing you were talking about when we were talking about video with iPhone, I think it is important to know, and I, I'm dabble in the video stuff. Um, it's important to know if you're ever going to edit things together and you are using your phone, 
orientation is gonna matter. So if you're Absolutely. filming vertical and then you have half vertical and half horizontal, it is gonna give your your video kind of a clunkier, more homemade feel. It's not gonna feel as seamless and streamlined. Now, I use a more expensive editing software, uh, which I don't recommend everyone get. It's just what I started using way back in college, um, which was a little while ago. Um, what do you use to edit videos uh, do you use just your phone? Do you upload it into your computer? What What do you recommend? So I do create videos off of my phone a lot through that slideshow app that okay. I was telling you. Um, another good thing to note with these shared folders is that they actually don't take up space on your phone. So you can download all of these images and videos right from the shared folder onto your phone, um, utilize them for something, and then delete them off. That's just one thing I forgot to mention that is a yeah. really good uh, point with those shared folders as well. But I do use that slideshow app that I was referring to earlier. I also use iMovie. There's an iMovie app that you can actually get if you have an iPhone. And I also have it on my laptop and my desktop as well. And it has tons of cool features um, that you can utilize there as well. But yes, like I said, it doesn't need to be crazy. There's tons of different apps and you know programs out there um, that you can use to create videos that are seamless. One thing too to note when you had talked about orientation, social media orientation nine times out of 10 is this way, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is when you're on, you know, Instagram or TikTok, you're scrolling up, the videos aren't this way, they're this way. Yep. So I think that one's portrait, portrait mode. So if you are creating content and videos specifically for social media, utilize that portrait mode, don't go landscape. But with that being said, um, it doesn't always have to be like that because within these apps that I'm using, um, I am going to tell them the dimensions of the video that I want to do. So if I have videos that are in portrait mode and in landscape, what it will do is put these videos together so that the portrait mode one is fine, but then the landscape one is in the middle of the screen, but there's still kind of like a blur from the image um, mm, okay. in the rest of the screen. So it still does look good and put together. It's just not going to be as up close and in your face right right yeah yeah if you're using iMovie my only request for people listening is please don't use their templates there's like oh, nine no. nine of them and they're all the same and they make it look cheap so just Absolutely. avoid the templates another good trick for video stuff if you're making like longer videos right or you're making like actual videos edited together Spend the $30 and go on Fiverr and get an animated logo, yes. you know, spend a little bit of money to have some sort of visual. It's not that expensive and it looks so good and you can use it a hundred times. Um, and it's just Absolutely. a nice little punctuation mark to make your stuff look a little more professional. That's something we had done a, a uniform reveal in the summer and I had reached out to somebody in Fiverr and they had created just this this cool logo uh it was like a metallic with diamonds around it and it had some like really cool music behind it and i actually use it it was a full minute that they had sent us but i wow. used the last six seconds in every single video that um i am creating because you know people are watching these videos at every single end of the video, they're going to see our logo pop up and just be reminded of who they're watching. And they're also going to, you know, become accustomed to seeing that so say they can, um, you know, recognize our brand behind those things as well. So that's a really good point to make. Yeah, love it. Love it. Um, there's so many good things. I, I don't use Fiverr a lot, but every once in a while, there is some really, if I'm looking for something quick and effective, 
uh, and I don't want to pay a ton of money for it. It's a great resource. Um, so wrapping things up and I don't want to go down a rabbit trail of like talking about meta or any of that craziness. So we're just going to shelf that for another time. Cause I imagine you're as, I don't know, as I am on what, what's going to happen with the metaverse. Uh, but yeah. As we head into 2022, we've talked about TikTok um, and potentially, basically, if you don't have one, get one, which I'm going to do it now. I'm going to bite the bullet because you said so. Um, Anything else that you would just encourage business owners to do as we head into the year 2020 to up their game in social media and use social media not just to just be there, but to actually grow their business? Absolutely. Um, So the number one thing that I always say, and this is not just for this year, this is for even years previous, always make sure that you're being authentic online um, and that you're showing, you know, the real person or the real athletes behind your content. Um, You know, using things like stock images and whatnot are great, but people won't necessarily relate to it as much uh, if they know that it's not the real people behind you know, the businesses that they're following. Social media is about being social, right? It's about connecting with people. So if they don't have that connection with your brand or they don't, you know, see or maybe want to build on that connection with your brand, you're not going to see your stuff perform. So that's my tip number one. Tip number two, videos. Start going in the gym once, twice, three, four times a week and just snapping videos of different things going on. Um, it doesn't even have to be, you know, athletes in your gym. Maybe it's your staff too. Maybe it's, you know, your front desk, you know, office uh, lady who is answering a phone and is smiling at a customer. That's something that's still going to be, you know, resonating with people. So make sure that you're being authentic using those videos. And uh, yeah, was there another point, Dan? I I, I don't know. I'm relying on you as the expert <laughs> here. Um, right? I mean, those were definitely the two we talked about. Um, yes. And I think they're they're both great. Um, it's always a challenge. Oh, I remember. I remember. Oh, now. go ahead. Um, make sure you're posting online, but don't just post to spam. Right. Make sure that you're carefully thinking out what you are posting. Uh, something that I have learned as a content creator and a social media manager is that um, creating content calendars and thinking out what your content is going to be, it always performs better than something you just quickly like, oh, no, I didn't I didn't post anything on Facebook. I'm just going to go and take a quick photo and post it. That's not going to be anything really good. Maybe it is, but nine times out of 10, it's not going to be really something productive behind that. That's what makes it feel professional versus like what yes. an average media social media is, which is that, right? right. Oh, something's cool happening. Picture, post. Uh, yes. That's what makes it feel like professional and well thought out. Uh, something yes. I was going to just touch on, you said, you know, be authentic. And I think that's probably the the hardest challenge with social media is how do I, how do I be authentic? How do, how does this picture convey who I am or who my brand is or who this kid is. Um, And it's more than just the photo, right? It's also the caption and the engagement. But uh, I would just say, if you're going to be authentic, the first thing you have to do is know who you are. And if you haven't made that decision and that determination, you haven't established those core values. You, you haven't really established who you are as a, as a person, who you are as a brand, what you are, that's, that's step number one. Otherwise, it is going to feel disjointed and confusing 
uh, when you go to the social media, right? If you try to be Absolutely. all the things, you're going to be none of the things. Right, right. No, that's that's a really, really, really good point to make, Dan. Um, another piece, too, that is something easy you can do to be authentic online um, is as a business owner, don't be afraid to show your face on social media. Right. So, Dan, don't be afraid to maybe go live one night uh, with your team working in the gym and be like, hey, I'm Dan from Oregon Dream Teams. Let's see what's going on in the gym tonight. People are going to relate to you. They're going to resonate with you, right? You're the owner. You're a familiar face. They would like to see you on their platform showing. Um, and then with the going live, actually, um, I make or you know try to make our owners here at Premier Academy go live at least twice a week on our platforms. Um, those perform extremely well online. Uh, and you always want to make sure that they're just over three minutes long. Um, okay. Just because people, maybe there's only two or three people who tend in, tuned into it actually live, it doesn't mean that it's not going to be viewed a lot, a lot of times after the fact. Right. Um, so if you haven't started going live on your platforms yet, please do. It works. That's, <laughs> that's it, actually a great tip. Um, yes. And, and just show like... You have a team who's working on their routine or they're, or they're stunting or they're tumbling and you can just say, hey, let's go in and check out what Team Dream is working on tonight. And all you do is sit there with your phone. Make sure that you let the kids know that you're going live before you do that. That's one thing to note. Yep. Always make sure that you tell people. Um, but people are going to want to see that stuff. Yeah, I think that that's uh, always something that people hesitate to do because we want to present that polished perfection all the time. And with cheer... Sometimes stunts don't hit. Sometimes things don't look as good. Uh, and so I know coaches have that instinctive, I don't I don't want to go live. I want to film it five times and then post the best one, um, which I think we all do, even not just in cheer, right? I mean, I see my kids go on photo shoots and they're gone for 25 minutes and take 500 photographs and then post two. Um, and yes. it's generally them looking down at their shoes like, what What are these on my feet? Uh, I don't know yes. why that's a photo. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, I know I use live a ton, but I use it a ton with my clients um, right. as a way to engage with my current clients. I don't use live a lot to engage with just, hey, this is what's going on in the gym tonight. So that's a really interesting point and something we're going to have to, something we're going to have to start doing. And then it will also show your authenticity behind it too, right? Right. Because, you know, being authentic and cheerleading is, is not just like nobody hits every single stunt or, you know, performs every single tumbling skill to a par. So it's showing the realness behind our sport as well. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to show the realness behind it as well. And don't get so caught up in it needs to be perfect because not everybody's perfect. No, no, not everyone <laughs> is perfect. Um, I would sarcastically be like, aside from me, but I'm not remotely perfect. Um, the only thing perfect is my, my baldness, right? The, yes. <laughs> the, shi the shininess of my head. That's the only thing that's perfect. Um, well, Sarah, this has been awesome. I'm sure we're going to have to have you on again because I imagine there's a number of things we haven't covered. And as we just talked about at the beginning, social media is always changing. It's always evolving. And there's always some new thing to be tracking. Um, I guess last thing to say is for people who don't have the time to keep up on it, uh, what should they do? Like, how do you stay up as a business owner with 80,000 things to keep track of? How the heck do I stay up to date on all this constant evolving, changing algorithms, confusion, new pro platforms, et cetera? 
Um, I would say if you don't, uh, or if you're not a part of our next generation gym owners group, make sure you join because that's something that I do as an industry expert is share upcoming tips and tricks. Um, make sure that you're utilizing connect three and, uh, last but not least dedicate time each week to sit down and pre-schedule and, um, create your content so you're not stressed the morning of knowing you don't have anything posted take that sunday afternoon couple hours where you're not doing anything and just hang out on your phone slap some well don't slap some stuff together but create some stuff on canva or from images that you have on your phone and pre-schedule pre-schedule and think it out Awesome. And we actually, we mentioned it a couple times, but I don't think we really explained it for someone who doesn't know, but Canva is an online platform uh, that allows you to build really awesome graphics uh, from scratch, from templates, uh, with stock photos, with all this cool stuff. I mean, Canva is bar none the best graphic creation online, easy to use tool I've ever found. Um, and I've messed with Adobe Illustrator. I've messed with Adobe Photo. I mean, those things are so complicated. They're phenomenal if you know how to use them, but they're complicated. And Canva does yes. 75% of it. And it's it's drop drag and drop, simple yes. click stuff. So it's much, much easier to use. And there is a free version and then there's a paid version. Um, so if you don't yeah. have Canva, most all of us in the NG uh, owners group and, and within next gen, we all use Canva to, to make all of our awesome graphics primarily. So yes, Canva is so user-friendly and it's so easy to use. And it is also consistently evolving with new, uh, templates and updates and edits that you can create. So if you don't use Canva, you need to start and you don't need to spend money on the premium version. Um, unless you kind of want a little bit more of what they can provide you. Cause you do get a little bit more with that premium version, but the free version is more than fine for you. So if you haven't, uh, joined in and gotten a Canva account, today is the day where you need to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We would not survive without it. We do pay for premium, but that's because I like to use a variety of things. Um, I hate having to click on something and have it say pro and not be able to use it. So Ugh, it's the worst. So I, I just paid for it. Uh, but <laughs> all right. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. This has been a, just a wealth of knowledge. Uh, if you've made it to the end, thank you for listening to another episode of the Next Generation People and Profits podcast. We're excited to have you. Uh, if you know of someone who would benefit from this, make sure you share it with them uh, and increase our listener base. And with that, I hope you all had a wonderful uh, holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it is you celebrate as we head into the new year uh, and into 2022. We will see you all then. Take care. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Next Generation, Connecting People and Profits podcast. If you love this content, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and head over to our website to sign up for our emails with tips and tricks on how to grow your business.